0: welcome back podcast listeners we're here with episode 97 and today i guess goes on from last week's episode of behind the scenes we're sort of talking about the front house magic now and tony we we have a bit of a laugh in here and boyana's always had the statement that uh, your job description is going out meeting new people and socializing is that pretty much spot on
1: yeah, the greatest job in the world. <laughs> Isn't it? Isn't it? So it's a, thankfully I enjoy meeting people.
0: That's right. So, That's but so. look, we are going to talk today and it's probably the part of financial advice that we deem the most important uh, before we even start talking strategy, before we even start talking product, we start talking about relationships um, and building that connection with people. So... You've been doing this for 28 years. Uh, 29, going, 20, I was going to say. for Feb just gone, thank you. Yeah, 29 <laughs> years now. Um, you didn't so, congratulate me, by the way. I'm um, sorry about that one, but you've always deemed this the most important part of financial advice. Uh, it is, and one of the reasons
1: being is without a relationship, you can't have trust, Yeah. Um, and any successful relationship in life in any way, whether it's... You know a marriage or partnership or business partnership or uh siblings or you know even uh, business colleagues if you can't have a re- open relationship where you can talk openly in other words you don't have trust well then how can that relationship flourish yeah. and that's the same in respect to the financial planning journey so you know it's just when you meet somebody for the first time um, once again, it doesn't matter what situation you're in it can be hard to break the ice, but over time, you know, you know the Clives have been our clients for some 26 years now, and Les is 93, and you actually become part of their life. Where Liz is a friend of mine. You know he took my dad out and dad's very last game of lawn bowls um he in 40 degree heat i don't know they both did it <laughs> so was there beers afterwards or no dad 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 doesn't drink okay. uh Liz is scottish so he did doesn't mind to drink so it's uh, but no dad dad doesn't drink but he dad did have um you know the in some ways having alzheimer's at that stage where he was still very competitive and according to Dad, you know, Les has always tried hard to beat him, but he never did. Les pumped him that day. <laughs> so, so, but Dad couldn't remember that. So it was... Uh, so, But, you know, the, the greatest honour that I was given was uh Les's 90th birthday, which was their, I think, 63rd wedding anniversary, Les and as well, um, where I was asked not just to sit on the family table uh, with... Uh, with Les and I, and sitting next to Les, um, I was asked to actually give a speech, and and that's twenty plus years of being with that family. You know them uh, every Christmas. Uh, Les, even though they're a Jewish family, uh, every Christmas buying us Christmas gifts, yep. um, and and that's and that is just that's the relationship that you form where you actually become part of that now that's absolutely impossible when you meet someone uh virtually like on a speed date and the very first time you meet them and you know and it's a case of not sitting here trying to impress them sitting here trying to work out are we going to get along together
0: and i think Uh, that's important in that first meeting what i've always understood and I guess a warning for anyone else, we're not saying, well we are saying come to Coffin Bond, but Absolutely if you have are. an advisor, if you <laughs> have an advisor sit there and start talking products straight away, um, and talking That's, about how they bet returns, then yeah. you should be walking away.
1: Absolutely, show them your back straight away. You yep. get, up, get up and walk. It's, um, and I think the key is, is that, you know, a lot of people perceive financial planners as being somebody who sells you insurance or uh, place investments for you. That's just one very small part of a, a wedge of a very large pie. Um, and, But once again, the most important part is if a client won't open up to you, how can you actually do any of the other wedges of those pies? Correct. You know, so it's, and this is where having that trusting relationship where the client knows that... The story stays within here, unless they're happy for it to go out. I mean, Les and I know have no issues with me talking about them, uh, and but they're actually a you know they're they're not an outrageous couple by any means. Yeah, uh, Les is actually a quiet man.
0: We. Um, we, we talked about it last week and, and on your point there Ooh. with people opening up, if, if there's not the relationship form, then people aren't going to open up on what their true goals and their values are. Absolutely. Um, they're not going to understand. They're not actually going to give you the full picture of their financial world yeah. um, and what they're trying to achieve. And I think if you don't have that trust and as an advisor, the advice isn't going to be there if, if it's not open.
1: No, and it's I think... Take another client as an example where, you know, we now basically look after their family, their family office. And Robert um, and Kay have been clients for well over 20 years now, about going on 25 years, I'd suggest. Um, And I've always been welcome with them, always gone over, always been welcome with them. Um, and it's it's a case of now with uh, their kids, Mark and Nicole, their clients as well now. Who and their kids are actually my age. Uh, now Robert made his money on the farm on the land, um, and originally it was selling asparagus to Japan. But it's actually quite interesting because over those twenty five years, we've formed a really great relationship, uh, and. You know all about them, and they know all about us. And they know. And when I say us, I'm saying my family. Um, and it's actually really interesting because people like that, for me, especially you know, 25 years ago, but even today, they're actually also great mentors, business mentors for me. Everything that I talk to a new SME client about, I've learned from very successful SME clients, uh, not just from a book. Uh, you see what works. You see how trends change and things like that. But the relationship, if you take, for example, with uh, Robert, Robert's just finished writing his memoirs. And he said it's actually quite private, but he is very proud of writing his story. You know, and this is stories that, you know, his children don't necessarily know about and why he had to travel so much uh, in his younger days when the kids were young, uh, when they lived on the farm for 12 years, the first 12 years of their life. And Robert's just shared that with um, some family and some very close friends. And I asked Robert the question, I said, would you be comfortable in sharing those with me? And he turned around and it really actually made me a little bit emotional. He said, I'd be honoured to share it with you. And and that was and that's once again, um, you know, just that relationship over 25 years where I'm always made welcome. Um, And it's our job. So once again, it's that relationship because nothing else can be spoken about about their tax position or their money. And you know, growing up as a kid in my generation, you never spoke money. You never spoke about money, politics, or religion around the table. Uh, You know, you go to the US. It's all they talk about. <laughs> so it's, uh, but in Australia, you know, with my parents' uh, generation, they were, they were three taboo subjects around the dinner table. You never spoke about money in the family and the dinner table and things like that. So it's to have that relationship where they openly divulge everything to you. So, I mean, Robert and Kay's goals now in their 80s are different than what they were when I first met them when I was 60. They had different goals back then, their goals now are about the intergenerational wealth transfer. It's not about making more money and they got more money than they'll ever need, but it's now about the intergenerational wealth transfer. It's now making sure their grandkids uh, understand the value of money and hard work but are looked after as well.
0: Yeah. So when you've got a client that first comes in, you're talking about that breaking the ice, Um, what's your advice for a client to sort of build that trust with us?
1: Well, oh, I think a couple of things. First of all, I'm not of the generation uh, of swipe right, swipe left. So I'm not the generation where you actually had to go and introduce yourself and meet people. So, you know, sometimes some of the younger teenagers today, I fear that they've lost a lot of that ability because of devices. I'm talking about not picking up the phone and ringing, uh, but they'll send a text, you know, and it's, it's just these little things. Um, so... I think that when you're having a discussion with someone, it's about getting to understand their story um, and you know it's 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 interesting that when you think about it, the the greatest learning you can do is ab- about someone is actually just... You know, a great mentor of mine uh, by the name of Michael Bernard Kofkin once said to me, you've got two ears and one mouth, use them in that ratio. And that's something that's always been hard for me. Well, I've
0: sat here and done 97 podcasts <laughs> and I reckon that's true.
1: <laughs> you testify to that <laughs> being testify, an accurate description? I'll testify to that one. But the thing is, though, is that my father was a real storyteller. I'm a storyteller. My sister's a storyteller. My mum's not. Um, but the... Um, you know, and, and I certainly know my children. Uh, one of them in particular is a real storyteller, so it's um, he loves to talk. Uh, the other one's a little bit more reserved, but when he does talk, he, he's a ripper at it. Um, but I think, though, that when you look at that, it's that I don't care who the person is. If I'm going to be dealing with them, I don't want to be dealing with them for one year. I want to be dealing with them for 20 or 30 years. Um, so I want to be Robert's age and still dealing with them and things like that and and it really comes down to that of understanding their story because when you actually understand their story their goals start to make sense so as as an example there's um, a new client that's been referred to us uh, from a fund manager actually and with with him he sent me a whole list of questions yesterday and they were really in depth but the questions he asked were unbelievably relevant because he shared his past experiences with me so those questions weren't blunt or no not something i'd take t- yeah me. i know the context behind why he's asking and one of the questions was uh what is our succession plan in here if I was to become ill or to pass away. Now I'm looking at uh, one part of my succession plan right now, obviously, and sorry Willard I'm not looking at you, (laughs) no, you're a different part, but what what I'm saying is that his advisor got him into cash at the start of COVID last year out of his out of fear and just left him in cash and then went on sick leave and then never came back a year later and for a year he's been sitting in cash. Now, so, when he asked me that question, I understand the relevance. Uh, He's not necessarily asking because he thinks I'm uh, an absolute ripper bloke, uh, and he'd be really concerned if I fell ill. He's concerned about his huge amount of wealth that he's accumulated, and if I was to fall ill, will there be a succession, or does he have to go through this whole process again of trying to find uh, a new custodian of his wealth? Yep. So it's it's now, if I hadn't have had those conversations prior with him, I wouldn't have understood the context of his questions. And I have absolutely no concerns in the world of anyone asking me a question because, uh, you know, you know the adage in here, no such thing as a stupid question, only a stupid answer. But
0: the... It's, Do you know what's funny? I just want to interrupt you there. Your, uh, your staff quoted you on that today because I come out and tried to ask a stupid question, but they were... <laughs> That like, quoted you and said it wasn't too stupid.
1: <laughs> well, I came up with that quote, Jamie, because of you. Yeah. <laughs> so, just put up with him, I'm near, guys. I'm you know, getting, so you've been told by yeah, the so. <laughs> same thing. So <laughs> no, actually, that was another quote from Michael Bernard. Yeah. So it's, um, I think though the the and what I'm saying though is that's the relationship where you're up front, they're up front with you. There's no bully tactics on either way. There's no, I'm better than you or, you know, what are you worth? You know, am I the biggest or anything like that? It's, it's, it's a case of that mutual respect where they know over time when relationships are formed, that if we don't know the person, we'll get to know them for them and we'll introduce them if they need to be introduced. If, if we, um, if we, If they have a question, they know they can come to us. And if we don't know the answer, we'll find the answer uh, from an expert uh, for them as well. And that's the scenario where they have that absolute comfort level that they will pick up the phone or shoot an email and ask the question. And that's important because that's how they achieve what they want to achieve. But once again, we understand the context of that question that's being asked because we understand them.
0: Yeah, I think I think it's good even sharing their negative experiences, as you said. That's one of the most important parts. Yeah, yeah, if you've had a negative experience, and you know, we talk about risk profile, but if someone if someone doesn't want an exposure to something because they've had a really bad experience with it, they can actually talk through, and we can actually help guide them as to why it might be a good decision, or we may exclude it from the advice.
1: Yeah, and and I th- and that's that is an unbelievably relevant point, Jamie. But there's also something else here too, and that is that biases. People will come to you with biases, and yeah. we have a. We, everyone has biases in life, you know. Yeah. So, you know, political biases, religious biases, you know. It's, uh football bo- team biases. Oh, no, get <laughs> so, so uh, I think I think we're, I will have to have that bet again though this year, Jamie. I reckon the Bombers will do the Tigers this year. <laughs> okay. so, so, what's that face? You don't believe me, will <laughs> <laughs> so, no You don't know football. You're just from ro- You just keep losing <laughs> money. But people do have
0: biases in that regard. Though.
1: They do, and but I think though. The understanding why they have those biases is also important too. Is it something that they learned from their parents? You know, so, you know, if parents said, you know, you never buy shares, you only ever lose. Um, or, you know, it's, um, you know, you can't buy property because that does nothing for you. Um, yeah. Or, you know, these, these are all the biases that do come out. But once again understanding where they're coming from because those biases might be very relevant to them and us trying to convince them that those biases aren't relevant uh, can actually be detrimental to their mental health and so this is and I'm no psychiatrist um, obviously um, but in saying that you have to understand where that client is coming from and once again that only comes through relationships and actually understanding where they're coming from and why they're asking that question. And, you know, once again, when you have those relationships with clients, it's not a case of master and servant or something like that, and you have those open relationships. You know that these these relationships will form and will bond over many, many, many years. Yep, and that's what's important to me.
0: Love it, Tony. Love our relationship and love the relationship with the clients. Yeah, you're not bad, mate. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks, T.